All right, welcome back, everybody. Hey, dude, I'm juiced up. I got some energy. That's why I work out in the mornings now. Dude, I know. I gotta get. I feel on, great. I gotta get on your type of time. You the, feel so accomplished. The the evening workouts are, are nice and all, but I think it's almost easier to get off your ass in the morning. No, Bef- yeah. What I mean, once you, dude. That's what I always say is if I can put my feet on the ground when I get out of bed, then I'm fine. Yep. That's the hardest part. No, it is. Just once you're up, you're up. And my bed's not even particularly comfortable. Actually, later today, I'm going to go to the Natick Mall and get some some additional bedding. Oh, there you yeah. go. What are you going to get? Like a, a little, uh, what is it, like a foam thing to no, pad it up? No, no, probably just an extra blanket or two. Maybe some more pillows, you know? Nice, nice. You know, the, uh, you know just trying to have a friendlier comfortable place to lay down. Yeah, you'd, you know? you'd like that. Yeah. Most people most people would enjoy that. But anyways, in terms of sports, um, welcome back, everybody. We're coming off a super wild card weekend. Yep. Um, so we're probably going to talk a lot about football. Um, Patriots got dogged. Cowboys fumbled the bag. Cardinals are frauds. Um, there's a little bit of F1 stuff cool in there. A little um, bit of basketball. A little bit of basketball. But... You know, as always, um, please leave a five-star review if you like the pod. If this is your first time, welcome. Yep. Um, hopefully you like it. Well, it's funny, too, because that intro we just gave was quite vague on what we're going to talk about, but I'm, I think they're, they're sitting at the edge of their seats, excited nonetheless. Yeah, we're not your typical sports pod. We'll no. say that. <laughs> um, but anyway, also, if this is your first time, you should also go download our app. But, you know, I'm not going to sell you something if you, have, if you don't like us. No. Nope. So yep. hopefully, like- if, you, if you like the pod, then go download the app. Yep, yep, in that order. But anyways... We might as well start with the Pats, our, our, our boys in blue, our boys in boy, Navy. Boy, 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 that was, that was a tough game. That's our, probably one of the worst um, losses I've ever seen with my own eyes. It was actually funny. I was at um, the bar while the game was going on, and it didn't really seem like people cared. Um, you know, honestly, that was kind of the vibe that I felt. <laughs> yeah, it just was like, oh, you know, at least we made it. You know, I think it's just, and you know, I'm, I mean, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm not going to pretend I'm a prophet. But I had a feel. I knew they weren't going to win. That was probably a yep. given, right? Mm-hmm. You'd kind of have to be a lunatic to think they were going to win that game. I didn't really think they were going to win. I didn't think it was going to be that close, but I did not think it was going to be like that. Yeah, so for those who don't, who maybe didn't watch, what was the final score? Like 50 to 6? 50 to like 17, maybe? Oh, so, yeah, okay. Because they got a couple late scores. Um, yeah, no, I mean, not only did, did the uh, Bills score a lot of points, but they actually had, as far as I know, and I think maybe... Um, as far as NFL history goes, maybe there's one other instance I saw in a tweet. But at least the first time in a very long time, the Bills had a perfect game. As in every single drive that they had the ball, they scored a touchdown. No field goal attempts, no punts, no turnovers. Simply like, simply buckets. On a Bill Belichick defense. On a top, and it was, a, it was on a top five defense. Yeah, no, that was an offensive um, masterclass right there. A slaughter. Um, um, but, you know, I think um, going back to your point about people not really caring, I think, because I, I said this before the game, I was like, I think we're just spoiled. Because typically, I mean, dude, I mean, this is kind of bad. I'm going to admit this publicly. But when we had Brady, I, like, really wouldn't pay that much attention to the regular season because I was like, okay, we're going to go at least 12-4, and four, we'll mm-hmm. make the playoffs, and we'll at least make the AFC Championship. That yep. was, like, my thought process. Which ended up more or less being true, right, most of the yeah, time? Yeah, and then when it came to the playoffs, I would, like, half-watch. We, well, we typically didn't even have a wild-card game, so yep. I would, like, I would watch the divisional round. Occasionally, like, mm-hmm. the Ravens or somebody would give us a good game, but even that, you were like, they're going to win. Yeah. So the only games that really matter were the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl every year yeah. for about 10 years of my life. So now that they're in a wild card game, it's like I'm almost trained to not really care. So I think what has to happen is sustained badness. No, I mean, this so is that a I crave it again. I think it'll be a reckoning um, where, you know, we'll, we'll come to earth a little bit as fans again. Um, but, you know, along that, that line of people not caring, this is a little bit of an aside, but... Um, you, you know, like, you ever see old clips of saloons or um, pubs and just, like, people are just singing? They're all singing a song. Like shanties? Kind of. Just like in the old days when maybe there wasn't uh, jukeboxes. Yeah, just yeah. Just people, yeah, like, had, just they, singing they, at bars. They had to do it themselves. Yeah. I don't know if that's, like, actually representative of history. but Maybe it is. But Boston bars, there's a lot of singing, I've noticed, where every, like, if there's a good enough tune on, a lot of people will all sing the same song. 
in unison. And this this is what led me to believe people really didn't care because you know while the game's going on, people are singing "Don't Stop Believing" and you know all night longer. Um, there's like dubstep remixes of like "We Will Rock You" and all that <laughs> stuff. I'm like, you know what? At least they're having fun while they're watching. And didn't this didn't game. you say there was a there's a lot of fist fighting that night, wasn't there? You you, it, you know um yeah so. Remember, uh, maybe it was last week or two weeks ago, that clip from the TD Garden of those two Celtics guys fighting? Yeah. I think the same type of logic applies to what happened um, in probably many New England bars. Um, you know, it's tough to... There needs to be an outlet to get your anger out when your team is underperforming. Um, and so I think when two people are duking it out like that, it's not because they're mad at each other. It's just they watch bad product. Um and the fist's got to go somewhere. The fist's got to go somewhere. Not to mention, I mean, it was freezing. A lot of these people are probably waiting in lines for 30, 40, Not if they came hour. to see you. Not if, not <laughs> if they came to see me. But, um, but, but typically, yeah, I mean, being out in the cold, I'd be, I'd be pretty uh, tight myself, you know? What do you, what do, you do when, what, where, what, where, I mean, like, what do you personally do when, when your team is, is disappointing you? What's your, what's your reaction like? Oh, I find the nearest person and a quick one to the face, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, but even before that, I'm like, yeah, Celtics suck, huh? And they're like, yeah, the Celtics suck. And then we just we go at it. But I don't know. I mean, hope for the best. The, the C's right now are what? More than halfway through the season. They're in like 10th. Um, they beat the Bulls the other day. Yeah, I mean, my, my mindset is uh, if they're in the play-in, Whatever. You know, which it's, you know, it's not a great mindset to be in per se. Still playoff but basketball. Still playoff basketball. Um, but I don't know. I think, you know, to your point about being spoiled, there's ups and downs. It's, and you can't expect your team to always be good just because we lived through a golden age of New England sports. That is bound to come to an end. Well, and you there's, get more there's one more thing. thing I, there's one more thing I got on this on this Bills-Pats game. Because I don't know if you saw, but Mike Reese, who's the Pats ESPN beat reporter, he asked Bill um, if this is still something he wants to do. Mm. Right after the game. And, like, uh, sure, it's, like, somewhat of a valid question. It's really not. Um, but here's my, my thought or question to you is, like, what do you think, like, do you think some of these reporters, like, think before they ask questions? Or are they just so, like, intimidated of Bill that they don't want to ask, like, a real question? Option C is they're probably cognizant of the question they're going to ask, and they're making the bet that they'll get some sort of good sound bite or response. Whether or that not was, it's a good that, question. That checks that box on no. what he goes, uh, I would say that's accurate. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think they're probably like, look, he either snubs us or he'll say something that's like interesting enough. May as well just toss the most uh, egregious questions out there, you know? Yeah, um, it's true. And a, another piece about that game was um, Hot Seat Fraud Watch is uh, practicing in the cold before a cold game. The Bills practiced indoors right before this game. Um, my take on that was I'm sure you don't have to uh, convince those guys what it feels like to be cold. I'm sure they know that quite well. So practicing in the cold, I never personally saw the advantages of, but I'm glad that they performed the way that they did. Not that they won, but you know, I'm glad that the, uh, the uh, practicing in the cold allegations are coming to a, a, you know, more scrutiny. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, I mean, we don't want to have to talk about this too much longer. But it looked like Mac was the only guy that came to play, and he didn't even play that well. No, nope. at least he, at least his heart was in it. You know, but uh, the defense, despicable. An another thing, completely unrelated. You know that song like "Watch Me Whip, Watch Me Nay Nay." Yeah, the, it came on when I, when I was at the bar, and there's like a 20 second part of it that they're just like boop, 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 boop. Like, I'd have to play the yeah, clip. Yeah, it's like whip, No, whip, no, but whip. there's no... Yeah, actually, maybe something like that, yeah, but it's like no words. And I, it just dawned on me. It was fine. I wrote it down. It was like, it's um, it's kind of like... You ever watch Spongebob? You know that episode where it's like, yo, can you play that thing on the yeah. radio? It's a song <laughs> that goes like this, and I'm like, wow, this is actually what... You know, maybe that's where they got like. the, Maybe that's where they got their inspiration. Yeah, but um, um let's talk. Let's talk boys. Well, well, the other boys in Navy. Yeah, let's talk the, the. I was, you know, I'm not a Cowboys fan, not, but I'm not not a Cowboys fan. I was kind of disappointed that they lost. Why? I thought it would have been cool to watch them advance, um, because typically they, at least in my contemporary sports memory, I don't remember the last time they made a push. Dude, they haven't won a playoff game in like. Since like the nineties, I think it's. Oh no, no, no! They haven't made a, a championship. conference championship. Yeah, so they have game 11, since the 90s. eleven straight games or eleven straight playoff appearances without reaching the championship, which is a record. Yeah, which across record. like all major sports, I think. Yeah. Which, what do we think about that? I don't know what the problem is. I think they're. You know, I honestly thought they were going to pull it out, but 
some, but my, my roommate, Devin, he was pretty optimistic about the Niners from the jump. He was saying this is the first time they've been healthy all year, which I guess is fair. And the last time they had their whole squad healthy, they did make the Super Bowl. Yeah. They went 14-2. and two. And Jimmy Garoppolo, actually, I saw something today, he has the fourth highest winning percentage of all quarterbacks since 2016. Uh, I don't care. So, uh, I, I don't, don't care. know. I'm not saying the 49ers are going to give the Packers a game, but they just might. So I mean, what don't, was, don't put it past them. The, the, the genius of Mike McCarthy at one point, they, were, they had a fake punt, which is whatever, um, and, and they got it. Like It was a the punter, I think, threw the ball. And then as opposed to bringing their offense back on once they got the first down, they continued to run plays with their like fake punt unit. What, what is that? That was Dude, like the weirdest minute of football I'd ever seen in my life. I don't know how he's been a head coach for so long in the NFL um, because he continuously just like does such boneheaded things. He's like a, cause Andy Reed is kind of known for similar things like poor clock management kind of makes boneheaded play calls sometimes, but at least Andy Reed has had like some, okay, low key. They all they both have only one Super Bowl, so maybe not. Um, but I feel like Andy Reid has somehow like ditched that, but Mike McCarthy is making it worse. That that like uh, cloud over the head about yeah, yeah, like stupidity. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny too when you can go in the post game, um, what do you call it, conference and rash on the refs. Which don't get me wrong, there's no bigger ref bashers than these two guys right here um, necessarily. But um, I, it's just always so funny to hear that from the top guy in your organization. Like, uh, you know, the, the refs could have been better. It's like, are you, uh, you could have put yourself in a position where the refs didn't matter. I mean, the thing is, too, um, fuck, what was I going to say? Um, maybe if they just knew the rules at the end of the game, Dak, they could have got another playoff if Dak, g- granted. Like, they still would have had to score a 30-yard touchdown, let's be clear. Yep. Like, the, it wasn't as if they lost the game because they couldn't spike the ball. There yep. was still some football that needed to go perfectly. Yep. yep. Um, but that being said, um, it's kind of it all goes back to Mike McCarthy. Maybe if they had been properly prepared for that kind of situation, if you're going to call that play at that time, you better be damn sure that the quarterback knows that he has to give the ball to the ref well, before he gives it to the it, lineman. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But you know who did come prepared? Um, f- NFL fans. Um, they were strapped up, uh, for, for lack of better terms. Trying some, to break down the walls. Well, some people, some people were doing that. Some people were throwing dildos. Some people were throwing garbage, just, <laughs> just launching it on the field. The, I think uh, a reporter asked Dak how he felt about throwing garbage, and he was like, well, it's, he's basically saying it was disrespectful. And then he was like, unless they're th- throwing it at the refs, in which case, totally understand. And I was like, well, that's funny. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, I, I don't really blame Dak. I don't know. But apparently... Uh, People are saying, like, Mike McCarthy just, like, he doesn't actually, like, coach. Oh, he... he, he like, he, like, he, he never, delegates. He de- he's, like, a, he, like, delegates too much. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know what they're doing on defense. He doesn't know what they're doing on offense. They just, like, do it. And when it goes well, it's all, like, it's, like, oh, we're doing great. But when it's, like, goes bad, he's just, he can't answer So, okay, it. remove... So, what you're basically telling me is, imagine there's a coach who, for some reason, calls no plays. What is their responsibility, then? Call timeouts, throw challenge flags. To call timeouts, and, and he can't even do that right. And maybe subs? Like, do you manage, like, personnel? No, not even, right? Head coach like an, certainly yeah. doesn't manage personnel. Yeah. Um, scheme, general scheme, I don't know. Vibes going I into get, the game. It seems like his only job is hiring the guys that call the actual plays and run the team. He's like, guys, the vibe of this game, uh, more passes than runs. Can yeah. we get that done? I mean, and he's certainly, I mean, I watched Hard Knocks. He's, he's, no, uh, he's no motivational guru. No. And he's, I don't know. He's, he, whatever. But, um, poor, uh, what's his face? Who's his defensive lineman's name? Neville. So Neville Gallimore, uh, Cowboys defensive tackle. I think people were slandering him a lot for some, for some penalties. He didn't have a great game. Um, people coming at his family. He said, you know, I, he, he took the blame. He's like, I, I fucked up. But but put it on me. Don't don't leave my family out of this. They didn't play. You, you got to be a real twisted individual to uh, watch. I mean, there I, there's really no justification. Even if you lost like your whole house, you bet your house on this, and and he ruined this play for you. That's one the risk that you assume when you gamble. Just a heads up there. But two, you got to be a maniac to be going after people's families. 
You know, I, mean, I like, I just can't imagine like saying something like that. <laughs> like, like, buddy, I am going to murk you and your family. Like, I'm going to come for your kids, <laughs> yeah. dude. Like, give me a break. Um, but you know, speaking of leading people into dangerous situations, I saw a tweet. Uh, you know, on this pod, we like to give credit to who tweets it. So, I, but I unfortunately don't have the um, the at name. But the premise of it was uh, basically in the two thousands, these these hits were just a lot harder. You know, obviously, and even before the two thousand nineties, eighties, seventies, whatever. And the tweet was basically about how some quarterbacks would throw their receivers into bad situations, especially the receivers they didn't like. So it's like you would notice um, he was making a point about the contrast between maybe a receiver that a quarterback liked and the types of routes that they would run and where they would find the ball versus like lower on the priority list receivers. And they're catching it like slants up the middle and just turning the corner, getting decked. And that that really leads me to ask, um, you know, what do you think about quarterbacks and their ball um, their choices of ball placement, and do some quarterbacks lead receivers into concussion sandwiches on purpose? You know, I buy it. I think you know. I think every quarterback. I think they're always trying to make. I'd like to think they're trying to make the best football play. Yep. Um, but I also would imagine that it rarely crosses their mind the ramifications. Of their past. Yeah, the safety aspect. Yeah, right? I think um, I think they just put it on the receiver. Yeah. That, you know, but also at the end of the day, if you're choosing to be a NFL wide receiver, there's certain routes that got to be run. No. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and they might come with certain uh, ramifications. You, you can't go into that huddle um, knowing the route you're, you're going to run and be like, can I not do that? You know, like well, you played football. Do you, did you ever? No, I, I never self audible the route. Um, I, I think maybe it could be possible. I, I think you you'd look kind of silly. Well, that just leads to a potential turnover. No, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you sometimes like you get a route. Sometimes and you're probably like shit. Like either a you're not good at running it, or like b you know it's a recipe for disaster. Well, you kind of see it sometimes where like a receiver's going over the middle and they can clearly like feel the hit coming and they'll like take the eye off the ball, not make the catch. Well, I mean, imagine too, it's like let's say you're running that in route or that slant or whatever you, before the ball's thrown, you are really just running through. Like you see all the people, the other team or whatever, and you're just casually running by them, and then. Like it's always that moment where you see the quarterback look at you and then make a throwing motion. And you're like, "Wow, this ball's coming my way." It starts coming your way, and then it, you like maybe for a brief <laughs> moment forget you're in a sea of people, and then you, you figure it out real it's quick. Game on. Yeah, then then it's game on. Um, you know, if I'm in the NFL, I'm pouring in. I mean, this is probably kind of what they do. I'm not sure, but I, I would pour in a lot of money into um, head and safety research. Maybe like more equipment, better practices, whatever. Because hard hits to me really is a part of the game like it is a shame that there is a uh, human danger to like helmet to helmet hits because honestly is that not the fun of it all they're the pretty the electric it's pretty like electric. that video of brady you just pulled up yeah pretty good I mean, you know I, nobody wants to see the guy get hit like that but if he could get hit like that and be a-okay i'd, I'd be all for it seriously just <laughs> selfishly as fans there's a reason the romans loved violence you know right? yeah and historically most sports are directly related to violence they really are they're proxies for other ways to hurt people. I mean, you know, uh, back in the—I mean, when football first started, they would run the—they'd run the flying V. Mm. They'd just—that's how they returned kicks. Yeah. They would just have a V formation and sprint at Which you. is unreal. Terrifying. They, they should bring it back. Yeah. You know who was pushing real hard for the forward pass? Teddy Roosevelt. I'm sure he was. Yeah. I think he played. Yeah. No, he played at Harvard, yep. I think, or yep. maybe Yale. I actually saw this thing the other day when I was doing—I don't know what I was doing, but. It was one of those graphs where, like, they just show, like, championships over time, and it was college football. Um, and for a long time, Yale had mm. the most. They honestly still might. Huh. I think they have, like, 19, and Bama might have, like, 17. Wow. Yeah, pretty wild. Well, because initially football was only a sport played by uh, the Ivies. The Ivies, because yeah. they, you know, uh, I guess pigskin must have been expensive. No, hey, you, you know what else is expensive? Um, fake girlfriends. So, well, real girlfriends too. For you know, yeah, re yeah, real girlfriends probably more expensive yeah. than a fake one. Well, I, I bring it up because uh, a couple of days ago was the nine-year anniversary of uh, the Manti Teo debacle. Feels like it was just yesterday. Well, you know what? I actually think, um, looking in retrospect, that event marks like the beginning of um, an interesting angle of sports journalism. Like before that, who cared? Like that wasn't even really a 
like a proposition uh athletes having online fake girlfriends or really caring about their private life i mean obviously you've always cared about their private life but their private internet life now that's like commonplace it was kind of that was around when you know social social media was starting to pick up a little bit because what's that like 2013 yeah i mean so he i know he ended up getting drafted um and played a little bit he might even still play well Well, he was like he he was like the best linebacker in that draft yeah, so he was a second rounder, Notre Dame guy, originally from Hawaii. Uh, he was in San Diego for a bit. Uh, then he went to the Saints for a couple more years. Then he last played with the Bears in, in 2020. But um, still the, made his money. No, yeah, the, and it's Wikipedia is always the go-to when you know uh, something ha- happened with somebody. There's always a nice section. Also, if you're a teacher out there and you're saying Wikipedia is a bad source, newsflash, you're wrong. What is this? 2006. Yeah, like come on, look. It, most of these articles have the real sources in them. And those articles have the real sources in there. So really what you should be teaching is how to, you know, find the right sources. I mean, something about me when I was like, I would just use Wikipedia and then find some bullshit sources. But it's, it helped you, didn't it? It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. So Manti Teo, um, he, so he told in 2012, September in 2012, he told media outlets, many media outlets, that both his grandmother and his girlfriend had died um, on September 11th, 2012. And then that his girlfriend... Um, had been injured in a car accident, and then during her treatment, it was discovered she had leukemia, um, and he didn't miss any football games because he allegedly said that he promised he would keep playing uh, for her. He's going to keep playing for her? Like, you know, even if something had happened to her, he made her promise that he would keep playing. What was the end resolution of that? Was it like, did they determine that, like, his... He didn't think his grandma was his girlfriend, right? He 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 really decided he like had two different people. No, so I mean, I think what had ultimately happened was um, he had been catfished. Like he was he was a victim of a hoax. Oh shit! Basically, yeah. Like this must have been an online girlfriend, like a RuneScape girlfriend. Kinda. You have one of those? Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you just run around with them. You want to be my GF? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? They, cool. They, I got they, a, I got a RuneScape GF now. I tried. I used to play RuneScape a little bit when we were younger. I tried it, hop back on maybe during quarantine when we were dummy bored. I didn't last like 10 minutes past the tutorial. Link the ass tutorial too. It is a long tutorial. Yeah. Me and my buddies were deep in the weeds of that. Yeah. Um, Anyways. But like, long story short, yeah, it was an online relationship um, that was a hoax. But I bring it up because it was the anniversary. Haven't really heard from him since. This is a super long article about a hoax and I'm not. It was like a really, really big deal. Yeah, I mean, people were like it, freaking out about well, it. Well, it was just such a I mean, heartfelt hurt, story, you know. Hurt his draft stock too. Yeah, no, I mean, if if a guy's gonna lie about his girlfriend, well, actually, maybe he's he wasn't a liar. He maybe he was a victim of a hoax. But if a guy can be a victim of a hoax, maybe he could be a victim of anything. Do you want your linebackers to have blind spots? Your middle linebacker. Yeah, that, that's your defensive leader. That guy's got to be uh, unpenetrable. No pun intended. Not to mention, it, it must have been real tough to take the guy seriously in the locker room. I mean, the jokes would fly, you know, I, I imagine. For a rookie, too? Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. The hazing. Here, let me. Yeah, kind of along that line, too. Um, this is a complete aside, but it, the Manti Teo online hoax thing has me thinking, one, how many people still get catfished? Probably a lot. But two, um, you ever get, I mean, I guess, like, we never really have too much, like, workplace uh, time that we just been, like, in as employees somewhere else. But, like, those, like, phishing emails, like, meant to prevent you from being hacked are so funny. Like, basically, employees, employers will send you a fake email that is obviously fake and looking to find out which of their employees would fall for it. Because That's then, funny. Because then they make you go through training to, like, not do that. I didn't realize that. that was a thing. Yeah, it's, like, they, it's kind of commonplace, yeah. That's actually really funny. Yeah. We just start doing that. No, we should. I mean, to our interns, just send them, send yeah. them fake brand deals. Uh, but Even, so, now, you, now you know. Yeah, let's... Let's talk about this Cardinals game yeah. last night. Bad hoops. Terrible. So the Cardinals started off the year 7-0. And Kyler Murray looked like the golden boy runaway MVP candidate. They finished the season 4-7 and seven and they get bounced in the first round. Thoughts? What does that say? Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, whatever his name is. Start looking for some junior positions, brother. Well, they um, it was actually a thing that he always had trouble. Cliff Kingsbury always had trouble finishing years when he was at Texas A&M. I see they they would always start really hot. Yep. Um, so maybe he, he just gets complacent or maybe he doesn't innovate enough. Um, in general, I thought Kyler looked real bad yesterday. Um, like, you can't be in the end zone holding the ball for four and a half seconds in your own end zone. Yeah. You know? Kyler looked bad, but 
Boy, did that Rams D look vicious. Yep. They were coming after him from all kinds of angles. Oh, Von Miller looking like it was 2014. No, I know. I mean, honestly, I'm rooting for the Rams. That's that's the team I'm rooting for. Rams or Bucks, I'll take it. That's going to be a hell of a game. I agree. Um, Hopefully, at least. That's what we said about, that's what we said about last night's know, game. It's almost like the real-time curse. Every time we say a game is going to be fun and we're going to host it, like it's eh. Or, yeah. or the second half of it turns out being super fun that we're just not hosting. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I'm excited for the playoffs. Um, I don't agree. It's not that I disagree, but I don't necessarily agree that the NFL playoffs are the best playoffs. But boy, are they damn good. The matchups in the next round are always exponentially greater than the matchups in the previous round. Always, in my opinion. Yeah. Which you can't necessarily say well, the same for other sports. That's what happens when I mean that's just it, it, it goes back to because the NFL has most parity, and yep. that's just what you get when you have great parity. You yep. got a great playoff matchups, but. Yep. Good for uh, you know. Okay, so I'm 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 ecstatic for Matthew Stafford first yep. playoff win. Yep. Um, finally got that one off the hook. Hopefully he can make that two this weekend. Yep. And then you know who I f- I feel just terrible for JJ Watt. JJ Watt, man. I mean, this he probably thought this was his year based on the way things were starting. You know, he started out hot, and obviously he gets hurt, and then you know I will say they they haven't had DeAndre Hopkins for like half the year, yep. so that contributes to it. Um, but J.J. Watt, you know, he was grinding. He was grinding in the training room, trying to get back. Yep. And then they, they get walloped. And he doesn't even have a shot. And honestly, I only fully watched the first half. And the Cardinals were lucky it was only 21 nothing. He'll he'll be a L.A. Ram in no time. Imagine that. Yeah. Donald, Watt, and Von Miller. Well, that's that's a team that... Well, I mean, I don't even think... I think, NFL, they, have, I think they have the Sue. Oh, no, he's on the No, Bucks. he's on the Bucks. Yeah, he's yeah. on the Bucks. He tweets all the time. You should follow him. Sue? Yeah. He's like, a, he's like a Twitter influencer. He actually God. pegs me as one of those guys who... I bet he's kind of like Shaq, where he probably invests in a lot of cool stuff. No, that is a, like kind of what he does. He's like a money guy. Yeah, yeah smart guy. Twitter. Yeah. Um, but in, I guess, other football news, uh, just going back to um, the Georgia win, not too much to say there, but I actually heard... Um, an additional piece of the story, right, where, you know, night of the championship, obviously, has a great night. Don't blame him. I do the same thing. Next morning goes to Good Morning America. Um, I heard, actually, that right before he was on Good Morning America, he was drinking bourbon. Dude, right from he, the bottle. He was probably, uh, he probably was trying to do it to uh, fix his hangover, because that's, a, you know, you got you to gotta keep drinking. Yeah. But you know who? I mean, they were, dude, they were probably up all night. Oh, yeah, you got it. You got to pull an all-nighter. That's a night you don't get eight hours Dude, of sleep. Dude, he's lucky there is, I mean, it, would, I, it wouldn't have put it past me. I wouldn't have put it past me. There was chicks walking around while he was on the Zoom. No, hey, for real. Um, but but you, maybe he has a girlfriend. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Um, and we, we don't encourage any nefarious behavior. But um, you know <clears throat> you know who else was drinking um, nicely aged beverages? I saw this Georgia fan um, who, in celebration, um, hold your judgment, uh, drank a 41-year-old bottle of coca-cola you know that was actually pretty cool because the the bottle was also like branded georgia from mm. their last national title really yeah that's cool 40 year old thing of coke so what that's 1981 he said hints of mildew and metal you know i imagine their standards for production have gone up i bet a i bet a 2022 coca-cola would probably hold better in 40 years than a 1981 coca-cola you know what we should do that just well, buy some, buy one of each soda, and just hold it for mad long. Who the dude, hell cares? Dude, we should do that with a lot of products. Yeah, it'd just be cool to just see to how like they have, like, like a beer. Well, it's gross when people do that shit with like Big Macs. You know, it's like, yeah, I was I've, gonna bring that yeah, up. Yeah, I've, I've held this Big Mac in my closet for two and a half years. It's like in perfect shape. It's like that is disgusting. that's gross. But yeah. the beverages, you know, why not? Yeah, no, for real. Um, because you know what's always I always think is cool when you look at like old beer can logos because soda logos more or less stay the same. Yep. But beer logos, they change well, constantly. Well, like I miss the shape it. of them. Yeah, the shape. I miss I, I I miss the Bud Light. I miss the old Bud Light. Well, you know, the skinny can. skinny cans became a thing because of the seltzers. Um, but I'm curious what the next evolution of can will be. You know, um, what the hell is the name of this company? I'm sure you know it from the Instacarting days. Maybe Khalifa Farms or Khalifia, whatever. Oh, that, Kiefer or that something. funny shaped um, milk. It's like a yogurt thing, right? Oh, it's milk. Oh, yeah. you're talking about like the almond milk yeah. thing. Those are cool. A, I like pretty, those. They're, they're yeah. nice to grip. Yeah, it's like a small vase. Yeah. Milk. Like that's a proper way to drink milk. I do like those Bring things. the milkmen back. Huh? Milkmen, yeah. Where are they? Where's glass bottle milk? <laughs> Dude, that's a, at the very least, even if there's no milkmen, you should be able to buy glass bottle milk somewhere. Yeah. Seriously. I'm sure there's people who would do it. No, yeah. Why not? Um, but I guess that, that's what we had there. Just shift. Well, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I got one more thing on football. Yeah. Um, 
Joe Burrow, certified coolest guy in the league, I think. I'm a big fan. Did you see what he was wearing in that interview? Well, I saw the shades. The I, shades. Yeah, the, those are nice. You know, I got, I got to give credit to Grace because she was wearing those sunglasses first. Whoa. She, yeah. the, the trendsetter. The, they're like 90 sunglasses. Yeah. Those well, are something J-Lo well, been well, wearing. Well, no, for real. When I see those, I think um, pool party. I think summer pool party with a lot of celebs. No, dude. He's, he, it started at LSU with yep. the cigars. Yep. And now it's obviously he's the cigars have carried over, but now he's just he's good in the NFL, so that helps. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say um, he's in my group of favorite quarterbacks, favorite players in the NFL. No, they're they're a cool team, yeah. dude. I mean, him and Jamar Chase, I I'll be distraught if they ever move, they broke move up. if they ever move one of them. Because dude, he the guy had like five catches on the first fucking drive the other day. Yeah. No, that's I mean, certified cool guy, humble, nice but, guy overall. I mean, we might as well talk about this. Bengals Titans. I don't want to give the curse, but on paper, uh, Derrick Henry's first game back, Bengals fucking things up, dude. You think the Bengals pull it off? I don't know. I think it, it depends a lot on Derrick Henry. I mean, I think the Titans are good with that, even without Derrick Henry, but a lot of it depends on his health. If he comes in there and he's running dudes over, then... And this is the divisional round. This is the divisional round, so the winner will go on to the AFC Championship. I would love to see either team and in the so AFC what, Championship. And so what? It's Titans, Bengals versus the winner of Chiefs Bills. Chiefs Bills. Oh, that's the four remaining. Pretty. That's a good crop. That's a good crop. Yeah. I, I'm kind of rooting for the the Bills and the Bengals. Um, could care less about the Chiefs. Could care less about the Titans. I dislike the Chiefs, and I Titans would be cool though. I'm lukewarm on the Titans, and I like the Bengals. Yep. Um, I don't really love the Bills either, but dude, it's funny at the at midway through the season, people were saying how bad the AFC is. And now, wrong once and again. Now it's looking loaded. Um, so just just to transition a little bit, there's not much in other sports per se, but um, the Grizzlies were doing this cool thing the other day. Where I don't know if you noticed, this is a couple games back, but there was like a little kid who was wearing like a Steph Curry jersey who was trying to talk to Ja, um, and Ja, ja kind of funnily, uh, funnily is that a word? Funnily, but, yeah. yeah. He was like, you know, this, uh, you know, don't kids shouldn't be talking to me. It's pretty disrespectful. We're wearing that jersey trying to talk to me. I think he was joking, obviously. Um, but the Grizzlies did this cool thing where they did a jersey swap for little kids, like twelve and under. If they bring an opposing team's jersey. You can swap it for a brand new Ja Morant jersey or Jaron Jackson jersey, and you got two free tickets. Wow. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's great. More teams should do that. Yeah. Like, if you're a little kid, if you're 12 or 11, which isn't even really that much of a little kid, but if you're that age and that happens to you, you're a fan for life. You know 100%. what I mean? What's a, what's a lifetime value of a sports fan? Probably pretty Probably through high. the roof. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's funny. You know, the Grizzlies are a cool team. They really are. Not that I have really watched them the, that much this year, but the reason I bring it up, because when we were younger, like we were in high school, it was obviously like Conley. Grindhouse, yeah. Randolph, Gasol. They mm. were just like a, you know. Tony Allen. Kind of a hard team to watch. Yeah. Well, um, it was a different game. No, yeah. But uh, they, and now as an adult, I think it's a cool team because I, like, have put it together that, like, they're now a good young team in Memphis. Yeah. Because um, Memphis, Tennessee is a pretty cool place. Mm -hmm. And, like, before, when I thought of the Grizzlies, I thought they were, like, this team in the middle of the country. Yeah. And, like, they weren't that fun. They just played defense, grit, and grind. Mm -hmm. But now it's, like, I'm sure people would love to go to the Memphis Grizzlies. Hell, yeah. I, I mean, that's a stadium I'd want to go to. And sneakily, it's not that far away from yeah. us, realistically. Like, like FedEx something? Uh, yeah. Um, and, you know... Uh, we're speaking about younger generations and young fans. Um, I think you were the one who brought it up to me, but D. Wade talking about how younger fans might eventually start looking at Jordan um, the way we might look at Kareem, some guy who we definitely did not see play. Um, is maybe like a generation removed from, um, like we didn't see Jordan play also. So it's like even the generation before that. So arguably, if you're, if you're a 15-year-old fan right now, crazy to say you were born in what, like 2007 or something like that? Like, realistically, you per probably weren't even watching sports until you were, like, 11, so 2018, which is crazy. So you missed most of LeBron's – I mean, LeBron's still playing, but you missed most of his career anyway. So I can only imagine how these younger people do regard older teams. And obviously, um, highlights are available. You can watch stuff on YouTube and TV and, like, see it happening. But I, I would be shocked. Like, my jaw would drop if I ever talked to a, a – uh, the kid or a grandkid one day of mine, and they're like, you know who the goat is, and they're talking about some kid who is like six years old right now. Yeah, I mean the, the thing is with me. So for me personally, there was 
I like started watching basketball and I was like, LeBron is the best player ever. Mm-hmm. And that was like even before he'd won a ring. Yeah. So like maybe is that naive? I don't know. Um, but like obviously you knew about Michael Jordan. I knew about Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. I knew about Magic Johnson. I, and Kobe was obviously playing. But as a kid, I was like, LeBron is the coolest and best player. And then as he, so like the narrative was already there mm-hmm. for like, he's already the best player who's ever lived. Yeah. And now that he get once he gets these rings, that's when he's like the goat. And this is not Jordan slander at all because I fun I personally believe that LeBron is a better player, but I believe that Jordan is the goat. So and I, I've, we've discussed how I consider greatest, but let's really be honest. If you remove a lot of the mystique, whether that's like the shoes or the, uh, the whatever, it really like that's probably how most people contemporarily relate to Jordan, right? Like it's, I mean, if you're some person who is 15 right now, you definitely didn't see him play, but you certainly know about the sneaker empire. Yeah, so I'm just curious now, well, because it was also interesting with us because LeBron and Jordan never overlapped. Yep. I think if they had overlapped, maybe we would have thought about it differently Mm -hmm. Um, because now it's just like LeBron has been the best player in the league for the better part of the last 20 years Mm -hmm. or 19 years. So now it's like, at least the past, at least through the 2010s. Yeah, at, at least, least like the 07 to 2018, yeah. he was distinctly the best player in the league. Yeah. Um, so now you have these kids who are growing up and they ha- still have LeBron in the league, but now he may not necessarily be the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. So they could look at a Giannis or maybe it's probably just Giannis if they're looking at like, yeah. maybe they look at him as that person who's Even like, like, he's, the best, like he's the best guy on earth. Yeah. And once he gets more rings, then he's better than LeBron. So I don't know, do they think about that? Or do they still think about, like do kids now wake up and be like, LeBron is the best basketball player of all time? Or do they think it's Michael Jordan? Or are they not thinking about Jordan at all in the conversation? Are they comparing LeBron to Steph or LeBron and Steph and KD? Like, I'm, I mean, yeah. realistically, Michael Jordan stopped playing basketball in like 2002. Or something like that. Maybe going and really, in. Really, it's ninety-eight. Yeah, and so I don't know many people who uh, younger people who are doing that, but we should ask them at the very least. I would love to know what what they think. I mean, I would just love to know what they think about LeBron. Yeah, is he the goat? Because is he their goat? Yeah, because realistically, his real like run run ended when they came back from three to one. Yeah, that was like the end of like. And that was the best season great, of all time. Great, great LeBron. Yeah, that's, and a, then, that's a, the biggest thing of his legacy. Because even when they won it, he won the one in L.A., it was like, this is, this is his fourth. Mm-hmm. But it, like wasn't as, it wasn't like his signature yeah. one. It was kind of like an afterthought. Yeah. It was in the bubble. I mean, think about it like this, too. We're young guys. Uh, safe to say we'll be sports fans the rest of our lives. Um, fast forward 20 years from now, you're 40-something. You're still young at heart, youngish adult, not really, but let's just say you're 40 something. That's 20 years from now in terms of NBA history. Almost everybody who is playing in this league right now, let's say there's what, 30 teams, maybe at that point there's more, but let's just say there's 32 teams, 15 people. It's like a little under 500 NBA players. Everyone who's playing today will probably no longer be playing, and there will be a new crop of 500 or so players. And so it'll be a completely different league. And so then imagine you at 40, us at 40, trying to talk about 2010s basketball. That's going to be ancient to people in the 2040s. Not to mention you're trying to talk about the 90s. Nobody's going to know about Larry Bird. Yeah, They're going to talk about Larry Bird like we talk about like Bob Cousy. For real. Um, But the thing that's interesting too is that like... um, So obviously I think LeBron is the best basketball player to ever lived. Mm-hmm. And I have thought that for most of my sport-caring life. Um, but the thing that almost hurts LeBron, the longer he plays, there's, like, more doubt. Yep. Because when I was, like, a, when I was like 12, I was like, LeBron is... Because well, when I was 12, I was like, LeBron is the be- one of the best scorers of all time. He's the best passer, and he can rebound. He can play defense, all of it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, once he, and now he has three rings... And he only needs one more, and he's on the same level as Jordan, whatever. Yeah. But now it's like the longer he plays and the older I've gotten, now I have somehow more appreciation for Michael Jordan. Yep. So, I mean, I still think LeBron is that guy. Mm-hmm. But it's almost just like as the longer LeBron plays and, like, you see him maybe not doing as well as he did when we were kids mm-hmm. and, like... But at the same time, too, as a counterpoint, LeBron is going on a tear 
averaging a lot of points. So if you're some person who was writing him off before or maybe didn't know about the greatness that is LeBron, now you're like, well, this guy but is still a bucket. On the other bucket. hand, the, the team, he can't carry a team like he used to. Which is part which is part of the reason I think that um, it helped build his stardom, where it's like, oh, if LeBron's on this team. I mean, he, he used to play I mean, with... Dude, those Cavs teams yeah. were unbelievably bad. Yeah. Unbelievably bad. But um, no, so I guess I agree with you. And to, to wrap that piece up, I really am curious what kids think about who the GOAT is. And even actually kids today don't like, really kind of care less. I'm curious in 20 years. I'm going to set a reminder for myself to ask a random kid on the street in the year 2042 who the best basketball player of all time is. I imagine kids who are like in high school right now think it's LeBron. Yeah. I bet they think it's LeBron because that means they were like just becoming a fan when he was on a tear. But I think throughout this whole conversation, we're really ignoring Steph Curry, who that is too, probably that the GOAT for a lot of young people. That's true, but also um, the one thing about Michael Jordan, when he was playing and when he stopped playing, it was like Michael Jordan is the best player ever, ever, ever. And yeah. that was like and that was hard established stop. early. That was like hard yeah. stop. He's the best. Part of what kind of hurts LeBron in this is there's always been like a conversation about it. Because he's always been compared to Michael. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's, there's, like, intrinsic, already built-in room for doubt. Yep. So, like... Because there's w- choice. There's a choice now. So, like, there's... It's, like, as a kid, you aren't, like, told... Nobody is told LeBron is the best basketball player who ever lived. No. So, like, I think that's a key difference. Yeah. I mean, you, you could go tweet that right now or say it in the comments. There'll be a firestorm of people, like, casual or Jordan's better because of this. And no, obviously, yeah. it goes either way. Um, it, it's an, an age-old debate. Um... um but one thing, just to wrap up, I guess, for the NBA stuff, this isn't a big talking point, but you notice they don't wear suits anymore, the coaches? They just coach on the sideline in nice quarter zips, which I don't, don't have a problem with. I, I really don't give a shit what they wear. I didn't even think but about But it's that. so interesting. Half, the, half of them aren't dressed up anymore. They're you know, now that I think about it, when Brad Stevens first started coaching the Celtics, he was suited up. Yeah, now and, now, and then he finished in quarter zips. Yeah, now they're just wearing you quarter know, zips. I, dude, I think the bubble did that. I think well, I think so. I think I think that was actually what did it, and they've maintained it since. They no longer really dress up because I could have sworn when the bubble first started, I was like, "Why are the coaches not in suits?" Yeah, huh? What do you know? Yeah, interesting for the game. I don't hate it. There's also more younger coaches now. Yep, yep, yep. Different crop coming in. Yep. Um, uh, I actually saw something today. Remember when? Uh, who's that? When the Raptors coach who won Coach of the Year got fired after winning the, the award? Dwayne Casey. Yeah, Dwayne Casey. That was funny. That's like. That made no sense to me, what, what they were doing over there. Where's they were, he now? They were looking for a scapegoat. I, I, don't, mean, know, I don't even know if he's coaching, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to say he was in Detroit, but... I, I honestly think he might be coaching college. Yeah, I don't know. But um, I got one more thing uh, to go back to the NFL. Um, I don't know how much more you have, but um, we should we got to talk briefly about the Nickelodeon broadcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the they, you, you score a touchdown, slime in the... It's ridiculous. When does it end? The, that broadcast is a fever dream. Like... I don't know who at Nickelodeon or the NFL or ABC or ESPN. I mean, I think, thought that was a good well, idea. Well, let's let's put our business hats on. Why do you think they're doing that, dude? It's okay. It's for the kids. But if I was a kid, I would want to watch the normal broadcast. And if I was a parent, I would certainly want my kid watching the <laughs> correct broadcast. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, that's it. Would be one thing if they just showed the game on Nickelodeon. And I think we had talked about this. If the commercials. Um, or even the commentating was like looped in with the Nickelodeon universe. That I can totally understand. But like the slime added on and like the animated end zones, it's it's objectively hilarious. But I do think that it slightly takes away from the game. That being said, my with my business hat on, something tells me that there is a unique type of person who they're trying to draw in with that type of I experience. I could see it working for like infants. Yeah. Well, like anything below the... If my kid is six and up, or even maybe four or five and up, yeah, and if they're watching ABC or it, CBS, but if if they can, if they're not going to remember it, but subconsciously it'll leave an imprint about them enjoying football, like maybe they're giggling at the slime, yeah. then sure they can watch. Well, that. I think that's what it is. Maybe the NFL's bet is that there's a young and younger audience that they want to be future fans who like probably don't really care for the regular broadcast, and so if they can subconsciously somehow tie in football to fun, right? So like scoring yeah, every time there's a score that slime. end zone slimes. <laughs> like if they can do that, maybe just maybe. When those kids grow up, they'll be like, they'll graduate to the big boy 
um, and the big girl uh, Where's scream. Where's the slime? Yeah, well, that's maybe that's a pivotal moment. Maybe they outgrow the slime at some Kids. point. There's no slime in real look, football. <laughs> look. I'll take you to a real game. I promise you there's no there's slime. There's no slime. But you know what? I, I did love the Kids' Choice Awards growing up. Yeah? When they would slime all the celebrities. I lived for those. those no. were, I voted. I would vote online. They, is that still a thing? I think they still do it. You know, it was big when we were kids. I've so. always thought if, if I was retired, besides being on an island sipping island drinks, I feel like I would go to conferences, award shows. Well, you got to get invited to award, award shows. Really? Yeah. That's I'm BS. pretty sure everyone there is like on an invite. That was good timing. That was good timing. Yeah. Um, no, I guess that does make sense, but that's, you, you got to know somebody who can toss you an invite. There's got to be some nobodies in there. Hopefully, you know, I bet there's uh, probably a lot of people don't use their tickets. Yeah. And then right. they give them to some guy who knows a lot of people yeah. and he, then he has the discretion to yeah. give tickets out as he chooses. And you know what? I bet it's a big trial where if you can make it to one, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's cool. And yeah. This guy was at the Oscars. He can come to the, to the Emmys. Yeah. Yeah. Or vice versa. And granted, the Kids' Choice Awards probably in the bottom of that rung, huh? I don't know, dude. When I when we were kids, they like had a lot of fun with it. I remember Jack Black with the year he hosted. Oh, boy, could I would I do I wish I could relive those? They, they days. just don't do TV, television like that anymore, huh? Nope. Um, um, they would I, do concerts. Let's so F one. Um, I think I'm gonna buy the game. By the way, I have the trial. It was good fun yesterday. You came over. We played a little bit. Um, but I think I'm gonna buy. It's it. way better on the PS5, by the way. Well, I think I think I'm gonna. Well, it's 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 actually nothing about the actual game itself. It's about the controller. Oh, the haptic feedback. Is that what the hell? Well, <clears throat> yeah. Sometimes the button gets a little Dude, harder to press. Dude, it's a fucking or, game yeah. changer. Yeah. Because in reality, sometimes you want to break a little less. Yeah. Or you want to give the gas a little less. Mm. Dude, and the resist. Oh man, it was felt like I was playing a whole new game. Oh man, hey, you gotta come over yeah. and play more, well, my, dude. And my buddy's, uh, my roommate's brother is going to abroad, so we're getting his PS5. I can't, I can't believe people still can't get those. By the way, um, and it's yeah, not Sony's, Sony. on, Sony's on the hot seat. Well, well Sony said. Uh, it, they're just going to ramp up production for PS4s since they can't meet demand for PS5s. It's like, what's that going on criminal. here? Yeah, it's like, sorry guys, we can't have you can't have this brand new shiny thing. Here, here's just more of this old stuff. Yeah, maybe I should fucking sell my PS4. Maybe probably go for like, you know, a down bad. I might honestly might. No, dude, you um, barely use it. May as well. But, but I guess talking real F1 car reveals. Yeah. Pretty cool. So I guess now that I'm a new. Big F1 fan. The next thing on the horizon after the season is the car reveals for the next yeah. season. Mm. They all do this big event. They don't drive them. Yeah. There's no engine in them. They just show them. They just show you the new, uh, the new design and the new uh, whatever. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's like a big event, I guess. I'm, I'm looking forward to this season coming up. I really am. I even, honestly, sprinkle in some F2. Oh, come on. Well, you know, I want to see this guy. who. Uh, oh, you want to? Yeah, I guess, you know, you got to see the up-and-comers. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you know you're deep in the weeds, right? Yeah, but granted, like if I'm gonna watch, if I if we were to watch an F2 race, that would really say something because I've never watched a G League game, and I've never watched minor league baseball live. So you know what though? But it kind of maybe it equates to college. I think if there was a G League team that played, um, let's say in in Worcester or in Springfield or Providence or whatever. Be. Yeah, there's Springfield. Shout out to Springfield Armor. But if there was a team that was close by and like the tickets were like fifteen bucks. Honestly, I can see myself going at least once a year. At least. Just just on the fact that it's proximal and I like basketball. Yeah, it's like, probably fine. Watching product. it on TV, eh, you know, I, I, eh, maybe. But in person, I would consider. All right. That's yeah. a good note to end on. No, good note to end on. Good um, pod today. Yeah. Oh, Audible, though. You know what we got to talk about real quick? I don't know how where we are in time, but we got to talk Xbox buying Activision Blizzard. Oh, that makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, so, it makes a ton of sense for Xbox. Well, well, I'm going to do some research on it so we can talk about it more in the next pod. But yeah, it seems it seems that Microsoft is making a big push to own the first-person shooter genre. Well, because they already own Battlefield. They right? already own Battlefield, uh, Halo, I believe. Yeah. So it's looking like they're they're growing their uh, their thingy. Maybe maybe they make a move for Epic Games, Fortnite. Yeah. I mean, it. I mean, I they would never make it a. They it would be a terrible business decision to make it a Xbox exclusive. Yeah, I think what they might do is um I know Xbox has like Game Pass or whatever, so maybe it's like now becomes free, free. for Xbox people, which is, is definitely a, an incentive and just constantly get the new ones. But we'll maybe we'll dive more into that yeah. next time. I mean, time. dude, the, the, I mean briefly, I just don't see Xbox sales going up enough to combat for the game sale loss from the PlayStation side. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the long-term piece must really just be, like, some sort of domination of that genre. 
to an extent, right? Like if you got Warzone, or they want to, or they want to like just bundle them together. You could make like a crossover. I don't. I don't know. There's. I mean, there's probably yeah. a lot of shit you could do. I mean, I really hate the term metaverse in a way. Um, <laughs> Maybe I, that's what their game. Well, I, I think that it's stupid when the way that people describe it, because really what they're just describing is like. It's like Second Life. If you're ever familiar with Second Life, it's kind of the same shit. But if you're if you're a company that has an extensive IP portfolio and you find ways to rope in all that different content into like one space, that is cool. So yeah. if you are Microsoft and now you own um, all the different CODs and all these different games, or I mean Nickelodeon for that matter, or Disney, you already have all this content. Putting it together in like one interchangeable thing. It's almost like, you know, remember the game Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. Where they like had... That was cool. That is cool. They need to do more stuff Crossovers are dope. I always lived for, going back to Nickelodeon, when like, um, Jimmy Neutron would show up on Danny Phantom. Yeah. Or Those are the best Jimmy episodes. Neutron would show up on Fairly Odd Parents. Or Sweet Life of Zack and Cody meets That's So Raven, meets Wizards of Waverly Those Place. Those were great. Yeah. yeah they got that. I mean, granted, maybe I got to watch more TV. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, so, uh, Euphoria did a crossover with Game of Thrones. Uh, somebody was saying that. Was yeah. that you saying that? I no, it was Chuck. Saying, oh, yeah. Which I've heard was good. I almost watched an episode, but right now I'm watching uh, Succession. Highly recommend. As well as um, The Expanse. Yeah. Two We're shows. going on a tangent here, but... Um, I know. If you made it to the yeah. end of this episode... Yeah, the, the, tell us again. The, the, um, um, the secret code is... Uh, Gummy bear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. Comment gummy bear if you made it this far in the episode. Um, You're a real one. Uh, fucking... You know the guy who plays the old guy, uh, Logan Roy? Yeah, yeah. He does, um, he has a cameo thing where you could pay, I think it's like 600 bucks, and he'll like read a script to tell you to fuck off. That's fire. Yeah, pretty funny. That's funny. That's the type of thing you gift to others. You never buy that for yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, why would you buy it? That's weird. That's, you yeah. buy that for yourself. Yeah. Hey, hey, could you say this about me, please? Yeah. <laughs> Grown man. <laughs> but anyway, all right, that's a wrap. She called me Mr. Bombastic, friendly fantastic, but me and me back, she says I'm Mr.